Amigos, Nachos, Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers Podcast, where a group of friends share music with each other and tell each other what they think about that music. I'm Peter Ray, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my crew, my team. We've got Brett. Uh, don't you steal my sunshine. We've got Drew. Well, what? <laughs> And we've oh, got, okay. No, I get that. <laughs> and we've got Patrick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Um, we're here to talk about music. And the album that we're talking about is provided by me. I'm providing the album this week. And it's a interesting little uh, hip-hop album uh, collaboration uh, between a rapper, fantastic rapper by the name of Talib Kweli. Uh, and producer Madlib, uh, they dropped it. It's it's they dropped it ten years ago, which is crazy. Ten years ago, for free, in January of two thousand seven, uh, was only up for about a I think a month or like a a week or something like that. Yes, a week. And like and then uh, it was released officially in around March of that year. Um, but it was it was a very interesting album. A very interesting collaboration uh, of, you know, styles. Um, that worked really well. But let, we'll talk about the music in a bit. Uh, expectations. Uh, I'll start with Brett. What were your expectations coming into this? I, I had never heard of this album. This is a little outside of my wheelhouse. Um, and I didn't immediately recognize who I was dealing with here. But uh, I, I soon found out I am somewhat familiar Mm-hmm. Um, as as I don't talk enough while Petey takes a drink. Yes. <laughs> uh, Patrick, what were your expectations coming into this album? Uh, I am familiar with Talib Kweli. Uh, I'm a Black Star fan, and also I think I think he's shown up on a couple of tracks we've listened to on this show in previous uh, hip hop related episodes. But I don't think we've done anything where he is the featured artist. I am until this point unfamiliar with Madlib, other than his books from my childhood. But um, yeah. got that out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but oh, got jokes. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, until now unfamiliar with Madlib and his production work. But uh, yeah, so I, I knew the, I knew what the rapping would sound like. I did not know what the music behind it would be. Madlib, a man that provides a platform for people to make clever uh, wordplay. Uh, Drew, were what were your expectations well, coming into this album? One, have we not done Blackstar? No, somehow. What? Okay, well, we have to fix that eventually. Because um, you're right then. Because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar uh, with one Madlib never heard of, right? I, I never, like, I, I was not familiar with Madlib. It is not a name that I recognize. But knowing Quali and knowing what he sort of dives into and the the fact that he takes a more artistic approach to things um for the most part in the projects he does i was excited to hear what this would provide um i knew the lyrics were probably going to be pretty smart overall um but i didn't know what the musicality in the back was going to be like from uh one mad lip so i was excited to hear with the Madlib invasion, um, yeah, 
the musically speaking, let's talk about the kind of themes on the list. Musically speaking, uh, Madlib as a producer is known for being a. I think he was uh, just, uh, the term used for him. I think in one review was that he's called the crate digger. Uh, <clears throat> it, and you know he is one to utilize. He's a he's a vinyl. He's, a, he's an old school DJ. He, he grabs records, spins them, puts them together, and makes beats that way. I believe he also uses instruments, but like he, the, he, that's kind of his bread and butter, and that's his, uh, that's his wheelhouse for sure. Uh, both of these guys have connections between uh, being kind of with similar collaborations, like of, of Talib Kweli. Of course, uh, where we've seen him before uh, is on an album uh, on Danger Dooms, uh, Mouse in the Mask, uh, as a feature artist. Uh, collaborating with um, uh, MF Doom, Madlib also a uh, infamously, a famously a collaborator with MF Doom. Another album I've considered um, in Mad Villainy, which is their big album uh, that is uh, well known for them from them, uh, which is a whole other craziness, bit of craziness with those two. Uh, but yeah, it is musically speaking, it is you know Madlib kind of creating a a fantastic platform for rapping with his instrumentals like. Uh, crafting together beats really well that uh, are interesting and cool to listen to on their own, but don't get in the way of what's important, which is the the lyricism, the the flow, the 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 rapping. Uh, Talib Kweli still shines here. Uh, like I joked earlier, you know the Madlib, the the joke, you know Madlibs, you know from our childhood. It it works because he's the guy that provides the platform for the person creating the wordplay. And and it works really really well in that regard, and I think that's and he definitely does that here for Talib Kweli, who's a fantastic rapper, super intelligent, uh, super creative, uh, and super tight with his with his uh, with his lyricism and flow. Um, well, let me let me ask you guys what you thought, what what caught your attention, Brett? What were what were the themes elements that caught your attention? What, how would you describe this album musically? Well, I mean, uh, I don't want to overlook the fact that this was an album that was released to people on MySpace. Ten years ago, that was how the cutting edge, uh, like, people didn't do that. That is, And also the alternate cover done by Banksy. We are in 2007, everybody. Uh, but no, this is, uh, this is definitely a, like, going back in my mind ten years ago. This was, this was stuff that I was hearing around. Um, this is a really cool album. Um, and I and I like it because there, there's a whole lot of dynamics going on um, between the 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 smoothness of the beats and the 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 and, and the hooks and the creamy compressed analog sound of these old R and B songs that have been sampled. Um, they may they're really really fat and it, it's a very uh, very nice little smooth background for a very percussive and hard edged vocal style to pop out like it, it very much does not get in the way um and there's a lot of weird ambient uh stuff thrown in so like some really like blown out fuzzy clips of things that i didn't really have the time or the knowledge of how to track down what everything was but it really all came together in a way uh, that was very well produced and, and it felt like a you know a living breathing thing it was it wasn't so uh, synthetically, it wasn't grown in a lab like some of the albums that we listened to. Um, it, it definitely had some um, some quality to its to its edge. 
Yeah. Um, Drew. I mean, uh, Patrick. I forgot initiative order for a moment. Uh, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> we can switch up initiative order. Well, what, what weapon <laughs> speed take, taken into account? It's pretty cool. uh, Patrick, what were the things that caught your attention? <laughs> uh, so, you know, coming into this, I knew what I'm getting with Talib Quali. I've heard enough of his stuff. He has a really, really good style. It is not the most aggressive percussive rap, but it's also not like super silky laid back stuff. He's got a good mix of both. Um, he's, uh, he's got a, he's got his thing that he does well, uh, Mad Lib on, on, you know, being a DJ producer, whatever title he would prefer to be called here. Uh, I was kind of really, really enjoyed what he did. Uh, I'm not always in love with record scratch as an aesthetic in music, uh, in rap music. Cause it, it gets used a lot. And I think a lot of times it is, it is literally applied last step in pro tools, um, but I feel like a lot of this probably was done with with tables and, you know, a stack of a stack of albums. And he. Uh, he does this thing that some people do where the beats aren't quite where you'd expect them. And they don't always resolve when you think they would resolve if you're thinking in normal in normal 4-4 music and traditional chord progressions, if you think sort of on a music side. So you get times where where it feels like like the beat is off time or or isn't stuff is in the wrong place, but it all kind of makes sense at the end. Um, and I, I it's really difficult to, for me to describe because I'm not that smart. Um, but uh, I, I like it and I think it's really cool. And it's, it's one of those things that... Um, Anyone can figure out how a drum machine works and and rap over that. It takes something really, really takes someone with a lot of skill to like take a pile of music that, you know, was something else and turn it into into what's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what were the themes elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album? So I got from um Taylor Quali, what I expected, right? Um, which is a very intelligent rapper with a really great word flow. Um, his thought process, the way he not only is sort of self-referential to the genre himself, things like that, but also speaking on like different social things and what he sees in the world, like is always really good and always appreciated by me. I don't like rap usually that is all about hoes in area codes unless it is specifically hoes in area codes hey, hey now you watch unless your mouth it is, uh, I said unless it is watch your mouth <laughs> but, hey if the Huey Lewis in the news joke had to die we got yeah. we have to have a new one um so um it, sometimes on this record it almost gets a his word flow almost gets a little predictable but I, I'm gonna let it slide because it, it's still some of the more intelligent side of rap coming out um period um from him so you're allowed to lax on something sometimes when you're saying something important um Madlib, like I said I'm a lot less familiar with so I had no idea um and this is researching him this is the first time I've heard him uh, ever. I 
know I should go into the mad villain stuff, and I haven't. And I apologize for that. Um, but then now I know why I definitely need to. I think his production on this is actually really cool and really interesting. There was some things that I don't really like, and we're going to get into that um, for sure, especially with one specific song. There are some things that he adds that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, if you know me, you might already know um, what I'm going to say in the next block, but um, there's an instrumentation, as Brett said, a groove, some livelihood that actually like feels a lot less manufactured than most stuff in hip-hop does a lot of times there is there's some life to this and there's some underpinning and there's really cool stuff in there there is some layers in this music and it flows in a really weird way from just the musical standpoint and yet it never it never pushes itself um too far in uh the <laughs> another album that we did that had uh Taylor Quali on it um, the DJ Okarari stuff that I brought in. Um, the the cool part of that was seeing how you construct a beat with a singer or rapper on it, and then one without. And I I want to see an album like that from Madlib now because, like, I think that it would be a really cool thing to see. Um, how he reacts without the rapper on it because how he fits his beats in with what a rapper can do and like leaving a lot of space in there for someone to play in, I think is what's really, really supremely well done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot that really works well about uh, Mad Lib, and I think that's the, the X factor uh, uh, on this record. Uh, and we talked getting into like the tracks. Um, when we do the record breakers thing, uh, start with the show. Uh, it it announces the album really well, and it kind of creates a, like a little just uh just a here we are kind of a thing where it's it's kind of the way it works the horns and uh, off of the sample and and kind of uh the tone of it is is really cool and interesting and uh and it's just a, a nice little hotbed of, of just letting Talib uh work and flow over the beat uh and then you get other songs like uh. You get over the counter, uh, over the counter intelligence, uh, which is fantastic and intense, and kind of had like you know a strong message to it, uh, and a strong kind of like uh, accusatory message, which was really cool, uh, and a little bit of a kind of almost like a a storytelling aspect to it, and it, it was fantastic. Uh, and then you also have something like Happy Home, where it's just uh, very cool, very you know again more storytelling. It's uh, Basically, Talib Kweli telling his his family tree, uh, and kind of paying tribute to to his parents and his grandparents, I guess in a sense, uh, and telling their story of and ultimately having it be the reason he's here, kind of paying tribute to that. Uh, yeah, and and those are some of the kind of tracks that just really highlighted. I mean, that you could talk about all of these tracks. But uh, it, because everything, every track has something, a little bit something to like pull out and zero in on uh, that that kind of made it shine. Um, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, I also thought the show was a was a great opening track. Um, 
you know, that big horn melody with the like little electric piano tinkles. Uh, the uh, record needle pop was a little bit distracting on the track, but I got over it. And it was just part of the aesthetic. Um, the the time is right. I, I thought that the bass line and the beat were were pretty fantastic, uh, and you know what, the the way that they uh, they mesh with the the vocals was was really tight. Um, yes, aesthetic. <laughs> Add some more C's to that, Drew. Where there's some back channel shit talking going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, happy home. Uh, you know, I, I like the 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 scratching. I, I I do like scratching and like the little blown out clips that were dropped into the hooks. Um, you know, it, it was it was good. It was it really added something for my brain to pick apart and try and you know play with and I listen through. Uh, and uh, and and I think that the album like closes out pretty good um with uh what can i do uh you know there are some like weird dissonant moments where where it just like sort of goes off a beat um and uh you know again like all of these songs the 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 hook and the beat are are pretty amazing the way that like they just they they go really really well with the vocaling vocalization of the lyrics uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you uh, I'll start with Over the Counter. Uh, that the production was really, really good, uh, and it was like it, it had that sort of thing where the beat isn't it doesn't feel perfectly in time, and it but it kind of still resolves itself and makes sense. Um, Talib Kweli gets a little more aggressive in his rap here. It's probably one of the one of the more aggressive songs on the record in terms of what he's doing, and it just it it felt like cool and unique. It didn't. It didn't sound like every other rap track ever, you know. Which is, I think, a you know, rap. Rap can get kind of, kind of uh, all blur together sometimes, especially, uh, especially the the lower quality stuff. But this is very much not that. And I thought that song had its had a, something really unique and interesting. Uh, the function, uh, I that one almost exclusively. I'm talking about it for. For Mad Lib's work, nothing against Talib Kweli and the strong arms steady fellow did his job quite, you know, quite acceptably. But the music on that one was that they had a piano melody that had been chopped up in a really, really interesting way where where like the melody wouldn't resolve and then it wouldn't resolve and then it would finally resolve like a third time through. And it just it was cool and interesting and, you know, worked it worked well. And then uh, I think we're all going to probably talk about it because it's really, really good. Happy Home. That song, you could you could just pick that because the hook is so perfect. Like the hook on that is like everything I think like rappers dream about who who don't want to just, you know, make the it is not the classic R&B hook, but it also is. It's really cool. It's really interesting. And uh it's, you know, it's very heartfelt. It's a guy telling the story of his family, of his parents, you know, how he got here and how he became the way he is. And, and it feels really personal. And it, you know, it, it's a really, really, really good song and probably the one I enjoy the most here in terms of just like pure listening enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what would be the theme of the key tracks for you? Um... We'll start off with the show, because um, that's what started the record off, and that's the one where I'm going to have to say, unlike Brett, the vinyl, like that 
vinyl pop did distract me a lot. Um, but even so, the song was still absolutely um, a fantastic track. It would probably, if it wasn't for that, it would probably be my favorite track on the record. Um, but that was, to me, like, very, like, weird. Um, I, I get it as a aesthetic um, with spaces, but um, for me, it, it's not what I'm super down with uh, most days. Uh, time is Right. The beat on that was so incredibly smooth. Like, it just, like, it is... It was simple, but effective. And sometimes in a rap song, simple and effective is what I look for. Um, and it sort of stood out with all the other things being a little more complicated as far as uh, the beat goes. That I sort of appreciated it for that. And then the function, um, which I think is the one we... The function is going to be the one we all mentioned today. Is that right? Um, but... Strong arm steady on the feature here were not wasted, in my opinion. Um, to the point where, like, I had not heard of strong arm steady, I got interested. I want to find more because apparently, originally, Exhibit fronted uh, this group for a while. So now <laughs> I want to look up more from strong arm steady because that has me really interested. That's some um, bait on also, a hook to dangle in front of Drew. Yeah. They also have a dude who, like, is an albino, like, in the group, which I think is, like, just gives, like, a really, like, as far as stage presence, I think it's kind of a really cool thing. Like, and he doesn't, he's great. Like, it's not, it's not like some dumb As shit. a fan it's, of uh, of Edgar Winters, uh, uh, yeah. many <laughs> fine performances. Yes. Yeah. It's it just something, like that to me like there was some cool shit on that song and Patrick talked about the music in it I'm going to talk about the feature being a knockout of the park on that one and actually like like I said makes me want to go see more from that group and see what they're about and sort of their past and stuff it's cool mm-hmm. um yeah I think uh I think you guys kind of hit, hit the nail on the head on all those tracks, but let me let me bring it back around the horn and talk about some conclusive thoughts before I before I wrap it up as the the provider. Uh, Brett, wrap it up, B. Yeah, uh, Brett. What would be some? Of, what would be your conclusions on this album? I mean, this is this is a very very solid album. It's very very well produced, and it it's got some very fantastic execution when it comes to the vocals. Um, you know, you don't you don't have to be well versed in the genre to enjoy this album because I'm certainly not, and uh, I did uh, give it a listen, um, even if you're just slightly interested. And also, you should have listened to it anyway because that's how the show works. But whatever, I mean, it's okay. It's a good album. Uh, go out there. It's called Action. Listen. Yes. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion on this album? Uh, this one was good. This one was probably even really good. Um, I enjoyed it. I think. I think this is this is one of those albums that I think is reasonably approachable if if rap is not your comfort zone, uh, if hip hop is not where where your musical tastes lie. Uh, I don't think this will scare you away, and I think you can find something here to enjoy. Uh, 
it was it was very good, well executed. Um, I'm I'm far more curious about uh, like I think Drew said maybe listening to some of Mad Lib's other collaborations and other work because uh, his production stuff was cool and unique and I enjoyed it. He did shit with MF Doom. Like, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> sounds uh, cool. Like that sounds like a cool fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it is I can tell you with certainty that it is really cool. Uh, <laughs> it's really cool. Really odd, but really cool. But that's MF Doom for you. <laughs> Dude's <Yes>. weird. <laughs> dude dude uh dude has had his career behind a Doctor Doom mask. Dude is weird, but it's really cool. Uh, it's okay. Yes. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusion on this album? To me, this album is one of those that going into it, knowing what I know part of it, I knew that I was probably going to be in for something that I enjoyed. And it did not disappoint. It is something that is really well made, really well thought out of from the grand scheme of things. It is something that I don't think you necessarily have to care for rap to get because unlike some rap, um, it's not just about like the rapper, right? There is complexity to it. And that's what I appreciate about anything that you know, like Taylor quality is usually a part of is that there's going to be more complexity to it than just it's, it's a fat bass drum and a rapper. Like, there's more to it than that, and there should be. And this has a lot going for it that's really knocked out of the park. Yeah, there's some weird spots in here and there, but they're nothing to take away from the overall record, which I think is actually pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this this album, at the end of the day, was a really great collaboration, and it brought, it brought, they brought really great things out of each other. Uh, Mad Lib brought really great things out of... Uh, out of uh, Talib's uh uh lyricism and, and his flow and his rapping uh working with Talib working with Talib uh brought uh brought really great things out of Madlib and his creativity this album overall just is a very very nice meeting of the minds and uh at the end of the day it just was just a fantastic record like it just uh it is a fantastic hip-hop record smart creative fun well made uh and just a fantastic listen and uh i it's uh it's you'll have to it's not on our Spotify playlist but you'll have to go seek it out elsewhere uh i, I i'm pretty sure the copy i got was the one that was released for free uh back in 2007 but i'm not sure i don't remember exactly if it's true uh but it's out there. It's an official release, so go seek it out. Go find it. Um, but yeah, that's it for 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 long form thoughts. Now we bring it all together into short form thoughts, into poetic form with our haiku reviews. Let's get it popping. Uh, Unlocking. Yeah. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? A new taste for me. Near flawless execution, powerful and tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Unique production, an enjoyable lesson, very good collab. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? 
It's a great collab. Caleb Quali and Madlib. Game. Recognize game. Uh, my haiku. Uh, dropped online for free, but not lacking quality and a strong message. Uh, and those are our thoughts on liberation. Uh, Talib Kweli, Madlib. Uh, it's not the last time we're going to see Madlib on this show, I can guarantee. So look forward to that. Uh, but that's it for this record. You can't, you cannot, unfortunately, unfortunately, you cannot find it on our Spotify playlist. You'll have to seek it out, like I said. Uh, but what will be on our Spotify playlist will be next week's record, and that is provided by Patrick. Patrick. What do you got for us next week? Uh, I'm going to, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's weird, but inevitably we'll be talk, talked about as weird. Uh, Khaki King, one of my favorite guitar players in her album, Junior. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that next week. But that's next week, and this is this week, and you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at HibbyDeBirbird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-P-B-A-R-D. Drew is at X-Drusa4X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelli.net for this and other shows. Rebelli TV on YouTube and on Twitch. Go check us out. Follow, subscribe, like, share. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>